Hello, everybody, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, how's it going? I hope you are having a, a lovely day. Today, in episode number 52, that's right, 52, an entire year, can you believe it? I cannot believe it. That just blows my mind that we have 52 episodes out there. Oh my god. Okay, anyway, so today in episode number 52, we are going to be talking about the top 13 reasons you are failing your phone interviews. I might get extra sassy today. I can guarantee you all of these have happened and that's why they're on the list. So could be funny. Okay, this is the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast. Around here, we talk about pretty much everything career-related. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and I really just give it to you straight. Before we dive into the 13 entertaining reasons why you're failing your phone interviews, it is a good time to mention most of my episodes do contain adult language. All right, guys, let's get into it here. So I understand having a phone interview can sometimes be a little nerve-wracking and people do get nervous and you can kind of tell that when you're on the phone. But I want to give you these 13 reasons why you may not be passing your phone interview because some of them are really, really easy to not do and might be helpful if we pointed them out. And some of them are kind of just dumb and will probably make you laugh. So there's that. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it. Number one. This one's not so funny. This one is actually something that's a real issue is research or really the lack thereof. You really, really, really need to be doing your research on the company, the position, the job description, research the crap out of everything you can find. Now for a phone interview, I wouldn't encourage you to spend hours and hours and hours, but I would encourage you, even if you spent like 10, 15 minutes looking around on the company website and finding a few facts that really draw you in, something you can quickly reference on that phone interview is going to set you apart from other people because majority of the people I talk to don't do their research or they don't say anything to me that lets me think that they did any research. So maybe they did, but they didn't say anything that would make me think they did, if that makes sense. Number two, eating or chewing gum. You guys, I fucking can't even with this one. <laughs> like, Whatever that disease is that your brain just goes absolutely insane and batshit crazy for people who are like chomping away at food. It's like a thing that's like people have kind of made it a funny thing now. I swear I have that. Like it's, oh, I can't. I just can't. When people are chewing gum or eating on the phone and just smacking their lips around, like I just want to hang up the phone and never, ever talk to them again. I might be the rare exception where that just bothers me extra than other people. However, it is still really, really unprofessional. So don't do it. Number three is, this is really bad. So some people legitimately, when I get on the phone with them, don't even remember the name of the company that they applied to. Mind you, when I start the conversation, I say, hey, this is Stephanie from fill-in-the-blank company. 
is now still a good time for us to talk. Despite that, (laughs) people still don't know what company I'm calling from because they're just not freaking paying attention. So this ties into number one with doing your research, but without even doing research, like bare minimum, you should know the company you applied for and the company that you set up a phone interview with. Just saying. All right, number four ties into number three, and that's not knowing the job you applied to. Now, I can understand how sometimes people are going online and they might apply to 10 to 15 jobs all at once. I get that. And if you know the company that's reaching out to you, you can actually go back to their career site, log in to where you applied and see your applications. So even if you don't remember what position it is, you can find that information out. If there's a few that you've applied to and the recruiter or hiring manager didn't reference that when they reached out to you what position it was for, certainly feel free to ask. But I would put something like, hey, I applied to ABC position and XYZ position. Is this conversation for both or just one? So you're not saying, hey, I applied to several positions. Which one is this for? But you actually are like proving that you know which few jobs you've applied to and you're just curious, right? So one saying, hey, I applied to like 38 positions. Which one is this for? Makes you look really, really desperate, but also very, very... uh. Let me think of a good analogy. So very like shotgun approach versus like sniper approach, which makes me as a recruiter think you don't really know what you want and you probably aren't too invested in any of the jobs that you applied for. Hopefully that makes sense. Ties in, of course, well with number five, which is coming across as desperate. And this could be applying to 38 jobs. This could be maybe you are saying things like, oh, I'm applying to everything with all these different companies because I really need a job, or I'll take any sort of compensation because I really just need to get back to work or something along those lines. You don't want to come across as desperate. You want to come across as the intelligent professional that you are. So when you are talking to recruiters and hiring managers, confidently tell them what sort of compensation you're looking for. Confidently tell them, you know, here's why I want this position and here's how I'm going to be a good fit. You have to say those things with confidence, but also know how to respond to those types of questions. So number six, we touched on a little bit, but it's applying to every job. We don't want to be applying to every job for, again, that strategy. What's the approach? You know, you don't want to just be shotgunning it and, you know, throwing darts out at everything and hopefully something sticks. You really want to understand what your skills are and what type of job is going to be a good fit. And you want to be able to confidently relay that information. Number seven is not being able to talk about money. So... This one is changing, like really the marketplace is changing currently as it comes to compensation. There are a lot of states that are starting to pass laws around not being able to ask someone what their current compensation is. And I've actually gotten away from asking people that even since I did my episode I think it was in the last 15 or so episodes when I did an episode strictly on compensation. And in that episode, I said, I ask what your current comp is and what your expectations are. So even since then, because the market is always changing, I now just ask what people's compensation expectations are. So I'm not asking what their current compensation is. And my mind has been changed on this because I used to always want to know. But here's the thing. The first time ever 
this has happened. And it was probably about three or four months ago, there was someone who was significantly underpaid, not by a ton, I shouldn't say significantly, probably by like 20%. And she knew it. She knew what the market was. She knew her value. So she was very transparent. She said, here's where I'm at and here's what I'm looking for. And it was about 20 to 25% increase. So when that information was relayed to the hiring manager, because the hiring manager asked what her current compensation was, the response was, why does she want such a big increase? And I had to literally go back and forth with the hiring manager saying, it's a big increase, but it's market value. It's right in the midpoint. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. And she's qualified. So it's not like she was underqualified for the role or lacked particular skills or qualifications we were looking for. Like she fit the bill, right? So I got a little frustrated, I'll be totally honest, because I think that's unfair. I think if someone is underpaid to what market and the salary range for the role is saying it should be, someone should get a 25% raise. Like, who cares where they're at now? But anyway, so not even my own personal opinions on that because they have changed very, very recently. The laws are also changing. Number eight, working out during your phone interview. You guys, I can't even say this with a straight face. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Okay, literally was on the phone with this girl and I was kind of concerned. She was like, (sighs) like panting like crazy. And so after like 10 minutes, I asked her, I'm like, I have to ask, like, is now still a good time? It sounds like you might be a little bit distracted or maybe you're just really nervous or not okay. I don't want to be offensive, but I just want to make sure we're still good for this conversation. And she responds, no problem. I'm just on my daily hike. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like you couldn't take 15 minutes out of your day to have a phone interview for a job you want? You guys, I can't. I know none of my listeners would do something so silly, but like I said, some of these are just going to be for entertainment purposes because the shit has happened. No joke. Okay, number nine, smoking. This one's not really funny. It's really just kind of obnoxious. Like, who wants to hear? Like, it's really awkward, isn't it? I think it is, especially if you're trying to be on a phone interview for a professional position. I don't really have much to say about this one. Just don't do it. Number 10 is lying or being caught in a lie or just being shady. I swear. Sometimes people forget what they say just five minutes prior. And I have caught so many people in a lie during a 15 minute phone interview. So why don't we just like not lie and just be really honest about our experience and what we've done and truthful? Because being caught in a lie versus telling the truth that may reveal that you have a little bit less experience is always going to be the better option. Like truth is always the better choice because if you lie once to a recruiter and you're really interested in the company, they're going to remember that and they're going to continue to reject you in the future. And then you have to wait till they're gone and hope you can wow somebody else after them. Kind of shitty, huh? Don't lie. Just be you. Be you, boo. Number 11, this one's a little bit weird. So the inability or even unwillingness to answer questions. So sometimes, and I totally get this, people get nervous and they are unable to answer questions. For this, you really need to make sure you're practicing answering questions. So even when you're nervous, you kind of trained your brain, right? How you want to answer the questions. But then sometimes people are just unwilling to answer questions. And 
I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I just can't think of any legit reason why someone would be unwilling to answer a question without it being a negative thing. Just be open, transparent. If you just don't know, definitely say that. Just be like, hey, I'm honestly not sure, but I can certainly find out and I would love to get back to you. They probably won't take you up on that, but if they do, awesome. And I would rather someone say that than come across as just unwilling to answer a question. Hopefully that makes sense. Number 12 is compensation related as well. And this one is saying yes to a drastic pay cut. Unless you have like the best reason in the world, I don't understand why people would want to take a pay cut. People really need to be confident when they're talking about money. You need to know your worth. You need to know what the market says. And you need to know what the market says about the specific role that you're applying to. You shouldn't have to take a pay cut unless you're making a complete career change. Like if you're coming from a senior software engineer and you want to become a marketing manager, like you're probably not going to be able to go from senior software engineer to senior marketing manager. So that sort of thing, I totally understand it, you know, a drastic pay cut. But if you're coming from that, let's use that same example, a senior software engineer and you're going to like a software engineer one, which is, I don't know, $50,000 different or something. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And that's a huge red flag. And number 13 is not aligning with the level of the position. So this is kind of what we talked about a few episodes back where we were talking about overqualified and underqualified. So if you are a senior software engineer and you're applying to a software engineer one positions, you're not in alignment. If the software engineer one position requires one plus years of experience and you have 10 years of experience, it doesn't make sense. And also on the flip side, if you have one year of experience and you're applying to that senior software engineer position with the requirement of 10 years, sorry, but you probably get a standard chance. <laughs> so just making sure like you're being realistic. So I could totally understand. Let's say there is a re- job requirement of 10 years of experience and you have eight or nine, you know, you're close and maybe they have flexibility on that. I don't know. Every company is different, but if you're way off Again, we don't want to be coming across as desperate or just throwing our resume at everything we see online. So we really want to make sure you have alignment. All right, guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that was helpful and a couple of them a little bit entertaining if we're all being honest with ourselves. You know, as always, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. So thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'm still blown away that this is... The recording for episode 52 is just bonkers. If you're not already on my wait list for the career beta course, get on careerdeepdive.com. It's a deep dive into your career, understanding every aspect of your career. This might be for you if you are jumping from different jobs and you're not happy, but you have no clue why, or you're just not sure why, or you know you need to make a career or job change, but it's fuzzy, right? Like you're unclear of where we want to go. Get on the wait list. It's launching very soon. And I would love to share more as we get closer, as well as the free training I'm going to be launching to celebrate the course. And of course, thank you to everyone who has left a rating and a review to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I, I truly love reading those. So thank you guys so much. You are amazing. I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.